Welcome to Drunk I... Valorant. Oh, uh, I thought I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. You can do it. No, I think that's good. I think that's good. Uh, yeah, this is episode 63 of Drunk Valorant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've made a little bit of a change here. You know, we've grown sick and tired of Cass's shit and have booted him from being a host. We have replaced him with a very loyal Discord member, uh, Arctic, who you may have, <laughs> you may know him from his great Agent Ideas, keeping the uh, Agent Ideas channel alive single-handedly and bringing me yeah. much joy. It's definitely not that Cass is on a trip and we'll be back next week. Yeah. No, no. I think we're still working out the kinks of Cass being gone. Um, so we might not have any topics this week. We might not have uh, – we didn't have an intro, so – uh, it's we we do tough, have topics. I think we we're going to soldier through we it. Do <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't leave this podcast. We're not just building time the whole time. Uh, so anyway, welcome, Arctic. Thank you for coming on. Um, do you want to uh, talk about what agents you play and say any hello to the world kind of stuff you might want to say? Uh, yeah, so hi, guys. I'm Arctic on the Discord. Uh, I main uh, Cypher. Yeah, because yes, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of one trick cipher, man. So, yeah, yeah I mean, wrong with also that. important to note that we played with you quite a bit um, on 250 ping usually. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> why, why would that be? Also in uh, Australia, so yeah, mm -hmm. that. That's one. I, I don't know if I've told you this, Arctic, but that's one of the places that I just will never go. Um, I'm yep. terrified sounds... of dying from everything that lives down there. So, yep, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Congratulations every, every on surviving. <laughs> yeah, yeah I achievement mean... every year. <laughs> you probably get an award every year for it. It's just like here, oh, yeah, sure. being Australian and living. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. yeah. I don't know. I, I want to go, but I also am just I, I'm terrified at the same time. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. gonna maybe think on that one a couple more years before I make the journey. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Well, Arctic, what do you got uh, on hand with you there? Um, for what agent ideas? Oh well, oh, sure. But I was going to talk about your, your beverage first. first. Yeah. Yeah. Beverage. Ah, I see. Um, so I am drinking an exclusive, uh, glass, glass mug of Sprite. Ooh, it is fantastic. Is it is bubbly. Wow. Um, it tastes pretty good. Can confirm. Beautiful. No, nothing special about this glass of Sprite. Is it like, uh, is it extra bubbly, extra limey, lemony? We <laughs> we we fermented it for sixty days. Oh, nice, nice. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Sprite is one of those drinks that you can have, you can drink like all the time, and it just is so refreshing every time. Yeah, yeah, it goes hard. Yeah. Chase, what uh, about you? I don't you? typically buy buy sodas, but. Um, on that, I actually did buy soda this week. Um, so I bought a bunch of ginger ale. So I was like, oh, I should probably drink some of that ginger ale. I'm having a, just a bit of whiskey ginger ale with some uh, bullet bourbon that I had laying around. Last couple drops in the bottle. So finished that off. Oh, ginger ale and, and bullet. Interesting. You never oh. had a whiskey ginger? I have not. It probably would be oh, good. I definitely recommend. It's delicious. It's definitely the best yeah. mixing for uh, for whiskey. Um, although some people might kill me for drinking bourbon as a mixer, but yeah, especially like bullet is probably a little funny to <laughs> drink as a yeah, mixer. I mean, bullet's not exactly the nicest bourbon. So yeah. I think that it's of, of the ones that you could, it probably the, 
one of the better ones to mix. Like, I feel like what would be much more understandable is what I have been doing a lot this week. Not tonight. I have something different, but I've been drinking uh, Fireball and Cider. Like, you know, Fireball is the kind of thing that you use for mixing. Like, no one's going to have any problem with that. Wait, and, like, hard cider? Or no, 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 like, like regular cider thing. from the grocery store and Fireball. Oh, okay. Which I think is incredible. It's, it's The flavors go together really well. See, at this point, when you say cider, I think of, like, yeah, alcoholic like, ciders. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What I do have today is from my new favorite brewery, which is uh, just a pretty reasonable walk for me, Nepenth Brewing Co. This is the Poly Dribbles Number 8. Very cool can, as all of their cans Ooh. are. Uh, yeah, the, the screaming brain on the can. Yeah. It is a fruited sour ale with raspberry, hibiscus, and vanilla. So it's a very, like, well-rounded sour. Doesn't just punch you in the mouth with one flavor, but is a bit more, I guess, nuanced. Um, but it's still nice and sour, so it's good. I, I like it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And I'm good to see that yeast has some sours, too, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow, okay. I guess there's no... I, I know you have a sours all the time, but, you know, they just can't be as good as the ones out west. That's what I'm saying in my head. Oh, the East has some sours. Oh, I was trying to, I was like laughing and then trying to think of what the joke was, kind of doing it in the reverse order. And I thought you said the East has some sours. I was like, oh, hmm. that would be weird. I don't think that would make any sense. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll see how the West Coast ones compare when I'm out there in a week. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll be shit and you'll just be like, oh, wow. I wish I was back possible. home. Yeah. Yeah. Best in real life. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Chase, I'm going to bring you some Sour Monkey, though, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyway, back to you, Arctic, about your uh, agent uh, ideas. Uh, this is your time to share your favorites, something new you've been cooking up, whatever you want, really. Yeah, so um, a bit of background on the agent ideas, I guess. Because this was like a real throwback to, what, episode something like seven or yeah, somewhere around there? Yeah, yeah so when we were it, doing agent ideas before. Yeah, so... the. Uh, Obviously, you guys did, uh, like, your own agent ideas, and then I guess I kind of suggested we make one, like, a channel for them, mm -hmm. and then we just put put them in there. So that's yeah. a bit of background on agent ideas. Um, You've been pretty consistent in putting stuff in there, too, so I think you're keeping the channel alive. Oh, yeah. Even though you, you have input from other people uh, constantly, too, but it's uh, it's always good to see everybody engaged in that channel, so. Um. Well, I mean, I did. One of my favorites was um, one that we ba I based on the Lycan's Bane like banner. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, this would be one that we haven't talked about before. I'm I'm assuming then. Um, yes, I think that one's a bit more recent than when mm -hmm. we last did an Ancient Ideas podcast. It's been a while. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the things that Cass off podcast said that he doesn't like discussing other people's agent ideas. So this is perfect because we have the creator himself on the pod. So it's it's a good yeah, time to go perfect. back to and yeah. and Cass is off the pod. So <laughs> right, even better. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this one was a uh, a request from a guy called Reckless Viper, and he wanted a guy with he wanted like a chamber ish character um but with like a crossbow so that's what we made um so the agent is called stakeholder and he's from canada um shout he's, out yeah 
yeah, shout out to Kate. Um, he's a human male, so doesn't have any like radiant Knight powers, and he's on the other side, um, so like Omega Earth. Um, cool. He's like hey, you got uh, the lore coming in with these. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, since Chase he's... interrupted, let me ask: Are there any current agents in the game who are from Omega Earth? They're all from Alpha, right? Um, a, I'm pretty right? sure. No, I think it's Harbor. I think it was Harbor. Oh, yeah, they, okay. They, cool. Harbor's, Harbor's the newest. Um, well, the only from Omega Earth that was, like, found first. So and Fade was just, like, against them at first, but from yeah. the same planet. Gotcha. Yeah, Fade, yeah, okay. Fade was our Earth against Val Protocol. Um, yeah, but this guy's from the other, other world, and he's a, a duelist or assassin. Um... His passive ability is called Bat Swarm, and he's had and it works off his unique ability called Tumble Roll. So, a uh, Tumble Roll is uh, you can equip it to it's like a jet dash but shorter, and it just tumble rolls you forward, um, <laughs> like a little, like a ninja roll or something. Yeah, like a like yeah. a dodge roll from like Elden Ring or something, and then. Um, it activates your passive, which is called Bat Swarm. And it's the passive description is, after rolling, stakeholder becomes sw- surrounded by a swarm of bats for three seconds, making killing him much harder because the bats take the bullets. And oh, if interesting. It, yeah, and if the bats take the bullets, uh, the guy doesn't get damaged. So it's kind of like an invulnerability for three seconds, but you can still hit him. Yeah, unless you have an Odin just spamming down the bats, but like otherwise. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. there an, is there another way that this bat swarm gets triggered, or is it only after the uh, the roll? Um. No. So uh, he has another ability, which is based off the bats, uh, which is bat screen. So um, this summons a bat, and you can fire it using left click, and it'll send like a smoke screen, but made of bats. So same sort of thing with his passive as well. Um, and while firing through the through the sc- smoke screen, the damage will be reduced because of um, like piercing damage. Yeah, the penetration. So like be like wall bang kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Does it abstract vision as well? Yeah, so it's like it's not like full obstruction of vision, but it's like partial. So it's like still see through, but you can. It's like a lattice it's almost like, of that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. One of his, and then his other basic ability is uh, Stake Shooter, which is the real reason we made the character. So uh, the description is equipped to pull out a homemade arm mounted crossbow. Uh, the bow deals high damage and its shots go very far. There's fire damage? Can, uh, no, the bow deals high damage. Oh, high damage. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can alt fire to aim down sight. So uh, you get twelve shots. Oh, that's generous. Fifty creds per. The damage to the head is one hundred and twenty-five. Damage to the body is seventy-five, and damage to the legs is twenty-five. So you really want to be hitting either the head or the body um, with this. And it has a one point five times mag magnification. Hmm. Damn. So, okay, so it's I'm 
it's kind of like a headhunter then. Like I know you said this is like a chamber with a crossbow, but um, I'm thinking of like what the differences are. Like, is it going to be slow to fire it, these shots? So you, yeah, so it would be it would be slower, and the it would fire like bolts almost. So it would have a bit of bullet drop, like first ever oh. bullet drop in Valorant. So it would not hit scan, yeah. Not hit scan, yeah. Like projectile, um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it would be. It's a very unique. It would be very unique, um, in the game. Now I'm guessing if it's not hit scan, it probably would still be its full normal accuracy when jumping or moving, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It would. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really play to you know, normal Valorant standards, but, yeah. you know, I think it'd be interesting to have someone just running around jumping, not with hit scan like jet knives or anything, and it would be a lot more skill-based. Yeah, so you could see yeah. someone jumping, shooting stakes at you, but you could dodge the stakes because they're not hit scan. Yeah. That's in- that's interesting. That is cool. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Because, um, yeah, you could actually dodge them like a projectile. Um, yeah. Kind of like, like the Razolt coming at you except obviously not aoe and a massive explosion (laughs) (laughs) but uh i'm I'm also expecting that like you'd have to like pull out another uh arrow to re-equip it yeah so if to like reload it would be a bit bit of a like lengthy process so like yeah so your 12 shots is like it's a lot but you can't like spam fire 12 yeah no Mm. that would that would just be kind of broken yeah, yeah, I'd be pretty fucked. Um, and I guess we get onto his alt now. Um, it's seven points, and it's called restock. And so, when you activate the alt, you instantly refill your crossbow bolt. So if you've shot any, refill it. Uh, it re, it gives you another charge of your tumble roll. So if you haven't, if you've used it already and haven't got a kill, or how it's. Yeah, if you haven't got a kill after that, um, it restocks it, and you go into an enlightened state. And so, whilst in this like enlightened state, the rolls get longer, and the crossbow is faster shooting and faster to reload, and the passive is always active and renews. So, okay, you've... so that's oh, where the passive is used again. Then that okay, so you always have this swarm of bass around you in the ult, and then it's yeah. kind of. You know, similar to a Reyna ult, in which it gives you, um, I mean, faster firing on the on the bow, yeah, specifically, and and, and like a longer roll too. I like that. I think that that's a, it's different than Reyna, but like similar kind of. You, you have like a special aura around you that affects your other yeah. abilities. Yeah. So one thing that about the roll that is, I have I have a question about not just for the ult but the regular roll is that do you have iframes or can you be hit while rolling? Uh, no, you can be you can be hit by while rolling. It's just that oh, you're okay. like, it's it's like really fast, so you won't be really vulnerable, and it reduces the hitbox obviously, mm-hmm. um, by a lot. So, uh, I'd assume it would be not hard to kill, but you know, not easy to punish. I see. I see. I feel like it'd be dope to see someone like like him holding an angle and then just dive out of sight. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that's neat. Like oh shit! Like some bullets are coming in and he just dives off the angle. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if like if Breeze was still in the game, 
you could be holding like back pyramid and then just use the roll and because it like would reduce your hitbox and reduce people's sight you could just roll and you wouldn't be able to be shot for a bit yeah that's funny because i was actually envisioning like all of these abilities being used on breeze for some reason like it was just in my head <laughs> that it would be on breeze i don't that's know great. why but yeah Um, and then, oh, I gotta find it again. Sad. What are you looking for? The, the agent again, just cause I clicked into the... Oh yeah. Also you can do this or yeah, probably be best for you to do this, but I can also take it over. Um, after the podcast, if you want to put the agents we discuss in like repost them in agent ideas. So when people listen to the podcast, they can find them easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I think this idea is really fun though. I think it's fun. I like the theme of the character a lot. Like yeah. the bats. I'm imagining him being sort of like a like a I don't know, cave wizard. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like yeah. aesthetically I was thinking, you know, kind of like like dark and gloomy and like magical, but I guess you said he's like human, not uh not radiant, so maybe not quite so magical. Yeah, I was thinking uh, because of a Marvel game I've been playing of more like a vampire hunter kind of aesthetic, especially because of the stakes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, if if you look in Agent Ideas right now, there's um the like picture of what I based it off. So, yeah. Oh yeah, you did say that you based it off of something. I think I remember this from uh Oh, in the chat it's just saying agent picture. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not seeing a picture. It's just so oh, you have to like click. You have to click on the thing that's tagged. Oh, it takes you yeah, back so, up to it. Yeah, so that oh, is almost that like is more West. the aesthetic than yeah of the uh, yeah. of the vampire hunter. I think that's yeah, cool. That's oh, so Logan Campbell is his name. Yeah, Logan Campbell. I think I forgot to mention that. Okay, but nifty. But yeah, so that's that's the first agent. Oh, so I mean, stakeholder makes me think of like a business thing, you know, like not not necessarily yeah. shareholder, but like in engineering, you, like people are stakeholders if they have any stake in a project. Yeah. You just <laughs> so although like he's holding stakes, which is why he's stakeholder, it just makes me think of like oh business venture. Yeah, yeah I almost wonder if some of his backstory could be that he used to be like a businessman, and then like yeah. he left that like <laughs> to become a literal stakeholder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be funny. Yeah, I mean, was up for interpretation. So, mm -hmm. like, if anyone wants to hop in the Asian ideas and post a bit of that, then that's that's cool. Um, should we get on to the second second one? I do have one yeah. question first, though, and that's that with the bats swarming around him, do the bats obstruct his vision at all, or no? No, no. It's purely. It's purely like. Uh, obstacle for the enemy. I see. I see. Because otherwise the agent would be a bit, bit oh. like post post buff Yoru. <laughs> got it. Got it. All right. Yeah, cool. I mean, so I wonder if it'd be like you have sort of like you can see the bats in your peripheral, but they don't obscure your actual vision. Yeah, it'd probably um, be something like a jet dash like type activation thing. Oh yeah, or like a neon ult. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like just up and down the sides. When Yoru's around you, when he's in his ult, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's quite possibly it. 
Cool. Well, I think I think that's neat. Uh, he's a duelist. I was seeing in there. I don't know if you said that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But it's kind of cool um, because it's like a duelist controller hybrid almost. Given that you have the yeah. bat screen. Well, I mean, I guess Neon yeah, and Phoenix I mean, both have walls as well, so I guess maybe not. And Jet has smokes, so I was like, I yeah. think I was thinking the same thing as you were talking about it until the ult, and then the ult, I was like, oh, that's a very duelisty ult. Um, and then I feel like you would be able to like take space and go into sight because you could um like roll in and then have a a second of that partial cover with the bat screen um i think it would be pretty good for for entry Uh, and then just like you don't have actual controller abilities since it's not actually blocking any sight lines it kind of just reduces damage through an area so it's like if you're about to be shot from somewhere you might as well throw up the bat wall yeah Mm -hmm. and then it just reduce your damage yeah well thanks for sharing yeah, that That's i could cool. definitely see it being being a a duelist mm-hmm. also i think it's really cool that uh you know usually when we when we have talked about agent ideas in the past it's just us speculating on like hmm, how would this be yeah it's so like, cool to be able to ask like, the creator yeah. yeah like what what would what would happen if this were the uh, yeah. interaction and if mm-hmm. we're asking you then you either have already thought about it or you can just make some shit up and that's good enough because it's all just made up to yeah. begin with <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, do we go next agent or? Sure. Yeah, yeah. What else you got for us? Mm-hmm. So, this one is, uh, like the latest one that I've put out. So it's fairly close to the bottom. Um, so this one is Yami Nakamura and his alias is Daiko, and there's, um. Like Daiko Kusen was a Japanese god of darkness, so hence the Ooh. alias. Um, he originates from Japan, um, and is a radiant, so like Yoru, but he's on the other side again, um, of the Val, uh, law, I guess. Um, and he's an initiator, and you can see the tempo initiator, and that's because of his passive, which is dark rage. So his passive is sort of a mix of duelist and initiators uh, because he gets a small speed boost, which is around 10%, and damage reduction boost, so hence rage, um, and the damage reduction is about 7.5% uh, for 2.5 seconds after every kill. So if you get kills, you'll snowball around, and if you don't get kills, then you can play like a normal initiator, I guess. Um. That's damage reduction to yourself, I'm assuming. Damage reduction to yourself, Okay, yep. it's not your own damage that's being reduced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and his... Okay, so he has, uh, again, the same four, like, four ability structure, which is Black Hole, Retribution, Dark Shroud, and Dark World. And so the first one, which is Black Hole, uh, you summon a black hole at the crosshairs location, so anywhere you're looking, basically. And all players and any cast abilities, so imagine Astra Stars, Viper, um, like Viper of Orbs, or like any of Viper's wall segments, uh, will be stuck Ooh. and sucked into it. Ooh, and... Even if they're like immovable normally, like not destroyable? Yeah. So wow. even if they're not destroyable, uh, they'll be sucked into the 
black hole. Uh, they won't be destroyed um, unless they're like destructibles. So if there's a cipher cam or a sova dart or something like that, um, because the black hole itself deals low damage, and if you're stuck into it, uh, it near sights you. So like a rainer, rainer flash or or omen flash more more accurately. Wow. Um, so it's got one charge. And it costs 300 creds. Uh, it lasts 10 seconds. It lasts for 10 seconds. And it deals 2 damage a second. So oh, it totally. also does damage. Yeah, so that's why I said destructibles will be... Yeah, so 20 damage. Yeah, total. okay, that makes sense. I yeah, okay, so that. not that much damage, but like, you know, noticeable. I guess it, it destroys things. Yeah, the 10 seconds of suck, though, could be a lot. 10 seconds is a Especially lot. Especially since it has yeah. a range of 40 meters. According to the yep. what I'm looking at. Oh fuck, that's huge. <laughs> I, I'm assuming this is broken up by cover, right? Like, it's not going to yeah, suck. Yeah, so you have to be something. you have to be yeah. able to you have to be able to look at Correct. something, and then the, in anything in the line of sight of the uh, ability will be pulled into it. Um, but this was this was before the uh, like I imagine this agent before the um, util got buffed, so before Gova dart was like 20 hp or whatever so yeah. this would insta kill a sova dart so you could burn it at the start of the round to deal with a sova dart obviously probably not a good idea but um yeah so now it wouldn't kill it let the sova dart get its full three charges off which is but wouldn't wouldn't it though because it won't do the full 20 damage until 10 seconds are up yeah, right? so and so the Sova yeah, would, would just do all okay. Maybe yeah, I you, was just yeah. The Arctic was I saying would, exactly that, right? Yeah, yeah it yeah, was. Yeah. It would just do what it normally does. Okay. Yeah. It would get all three in, in a out. slightly different location. Yeah. Then yeah, okay, it makes yeah. sense. Right, right, yeah. Um. So yeah, this <laughs> one, this one was supposed to be like an ability negator, I guess. So, mm-hmm. but. Obviously, since the abilities got buffed, it kind of does nothing. So I'd probably have to go and reimagine that a bit. Well, I don't um, know that it does nothing because that range sucking players is really significant. And then being able to suck utility that normally wouldn't be affected by an Astra thing, you know, Killjoy stuff, um, like Viper utility, uh, I guess yeah. Astra stars probably as well. I feel like there'd be some really cool... I mean, stars getting sucked into a black hole just makes sense thematically. So, I mean, I th- yeah. I feel like it still could have some huge. I, I think if anything, that'd be an overpowered ability. Even I think, after yeah, that's change. what I was about to say. Yeah. I think it's way overpowered. But uh, it's cool. One thing, like if you're going to reimagine it so that it works after the utility buff, you could just give it a multiplier to utility that doesn't like play Earth. into characters. So yeah. if people get sucked in, then it's still two damage per second. And then um, utility gets but utility multiplier. gets a, a my multiplier on that, so maybe it's double damage to utility or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it just seems insane, especially post plant. You know how the meta with Astra was, where you <laughs> yeah. suck people off of Spike. If this has yeah. the same power to suck people off of Spike, then that's fucked. Like from <laughs> forty meters away, just line of sight needed. Like there'd be, yeah, it would be need- impossible to defuse. You you would need a line of sight yeah. on like where the cross because it it only works where you place your crosshair. So if you place your crosshair like around a corner where it doesn't have line of sight on the player, it would be worthless. 
Yeah, but you can like, kind of shoot it on the ground in the middle of an angle that you're standing behind, right? And it would have line of yeah. sight there. But the the like forty meter range is is off. Like I imagine it as a like forty meter placing range, so like a max range of forty meters where you can place it. Oh, it would be it would be like a close range. Suck. I probably should have mentioned that. Oh, okay. yeah. I was expect. I was. I interpreted completely different. So did I'm I. not actually like reading the the agent ideas. Just hearing what you guys are saying about it, and I'm. I think I read this maybe initially when you posted it. Then, um, but yeah, I I was thinking that that you meant a 40 meter range of the suck. Same as well. Oh, as yeah. like an entire site wide suck range makes yeah. so much more sense. Yeah, yeah so yeah. much more sense. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that would, like, and the thing is, it wouldn't, like, you can still, if a Viper Util gets, like, sucked, you can still activate the, like, Util while it's being, like, pulled in, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't actually, like, destroy it, but, you know, it just, dis- it's like a displacement tool, basically, for yeah, and- non- yeah, and it's a little bit less toxic than an Astra Suck for post-plant, because you have to actually have line of sight to the location to activate it. So like you yeah. have to basically peak the spike to do it, even though you know you can peak uh, like five meters to the right or whatever. But like you know, yeah. So I I feel like it would be less bad for post plant. And yeah, no, yeah. I I think definitely now that I realize it's not forty meters range. Yeah, it's, same. Uh, it's less op. I still think that like it. I mean, it kills viper orb kind of. Yeah, it kills viper. It can orb counter viper orb. Killing Astro Stars is like, thank God, <laughs> finally something. Yeah, not yeah. that it's a huge problem anymore, but <laughs> no, it's just I hate having the stars that I can't do anything about. Just wait to see yeah. what the enemy Astro does with them. Yeah, but you like see I'm the Viper Orb on the ground. I've become like somewhat of an Astro main at the moment. Like I've been doing <laughs> really. Well. I thought you were just Cipher. Yeah, till death. I I. <laughs> It, I did play I did play Cypher a lot, but then like on all of my rank ups, I ended up playing Astra for like whatever reason, be it we needed smokes or like we were rouletting and I got Astra. So then for all of my rank ups, I played Astra and like double ranked up off of it. Man, there you go. Sometimes you fill and find a new... Uh... Fill and win. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you roulette a lot? Is that something that <laughs> is like a common thing yeah. in Australia? I don't know. Never played on... <laughs> On Australian no, servers, <laughs> it's not. It's not really that commonplace, but you know, like three stacking with friends, and then they were like, "Ah, time to troll my Elo or whatever," and then they would just roulette, and I'll be like, "Okay, we'll just go along with it, and you can't stop it." Yeah, I think that so. maybe that's the Australian thing over here in in uh, North America. We don't throw our Elo that much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some people really make a point of it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> no, that's whatever. Throwers. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. heard the episode when we talked about it, but you know, are you are your friends crypto throwing? You're trying to make money. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think anyone's. I don't, there's not really that many streamers, like big streamers in Australia. So there's not really that much reason to start doing that. Yeah, um, I was totally joking, but I was just realizing this ties into... I forgot to ask what your rank was earlier, unless you said it and I just forgot. Uh, no, so um, I'm, I've also updated this in the, like, role thing. Oh, not the role, the yeah, yeah, yeah. usernames. Mm-hmm. I I um peaked plat 3 and then stopped playing. I went to play Roblox, but uh, 
I'm going. I'm getting back to the Valorant grind. Left Valorant to go play Roblox. I have nothing against Roblox. It's just funny how different that was. I was expecting you're going to say like Rainbow Six or like CS:GO or something, but no. Hardcore pro competitive Roblox. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way. Um, But yeah, so I I played my rank up to plat two. Um, and I double ranked up, and I was like, I ain't losing this rank, so I'm just gonna stop playing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't play for the rest of the episode, I guess. Well, act. I think it's act. It. But yeah. now you're back. Yeah, now I'm back. I mm. hit plat again, like very quickly. Um, it's it's oh, all damn. coming back. It's all coming back, man. Man, you're making me jealous. Yeah, making me jealous. I'm still yeah. stuck in Silver 2 after this fucking rank reset. Yeah. Not that I've played a ton, but, like, I just keep losing. Yeah, I got I got placed in, I got placed in Silver 3 from Plat 3, and I was so confused. Yeah, yeah, I was Silver yeah. uh, 1 from Gold 3. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all of, my, all of my friends got placed around, like, Silver, and I was like, what is happening? Because... Yeah, usually you get placed like maybe one or two ranks like below, which I guess is what happened. But like I expected to be placed like low gold to to that. Yeah, it seems like maybe every other episode they do a really big rank reset. Because I'm pretty sure last they just put everyone in silver pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Silver is just a bloodbath. They they see everyone's getting out of silver and they're like put them all back. Yeah. Back in the hole. Back in the (laughs) grind that shit again. (laughs) More playtime. Oh we've we've gone on such a tangent. Um, We have, we have. Oh yeah, onto the next ability. First ability. Yeah. Yeah. Next ability. First ability onto onto Roblox. Anyway, next one is uh, retribution. It's uh, this was before Harbor was invented, by the way. So just for any like naysayers, you know, fuck mm-hmm. off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one's description is uh, equipped to pull out a darkness wave, and when you fire it, you send it in the direction of the cursor. It goes through walls. Um, any shots that hit the wave will be instantly reflected back the shooter's position and will damage or kill depending on where the where they land uh it'll kill the original shooter or anyone that's in the um bullet's path and you it reflects both ways so if you're not careful you can kill yourself um and they can't fire through either side um you got two charges on this one uh at 150 creds each so that totals 600 at the moment and it travels 25 meters uh, in like in front of you. Uh, it's like, I said radius, but I really mean like length. It's like five meters across, so it can like cover any choke point, basically. So it's really good for pushing out of uh, like smokes or, or anything like that. So it functions in terms of how it moves and is visually very similar to a Harbor Cascade. Yes. Got it, got it. But this yes. predates the Harbor Cascade. You're not copying Harbor. Yeah. yeah. I am not copying Harbor. Very Harbor's cool. copying you. Yeah. Agreed. I, I, you know, yeah. we've we've said before on the podcast, it's very clear that uh, Riot devs listen to the podcast and just rip things right out of it to use in the game. But now it's clear that they're in our Discord as well, stealing. Wow, yep. they've really the infiltrated the Discord. Crazy. Yeah. I cannot they were like, that. That, that bullet reflection, they were like, nah, I can't have that. We're just going to make it stop bullets. And then like... 
the <laughs> night before they uh, they released him. They're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's have instead it cause like an extremely light, gentle like oceanside breeze to blow on yeah. the player to slow them down incredibly slightly for less than half a second. That that should be good enough. Yeah. But anyway, that back sounds, to the. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, back to the original better idea of retribution. Um, yeah, so uh as I said before, it's really good for like pushing through chokes. So like if you've got a bunch of util on the other side. Uh, I also forgot to mention this, but like projectiles like Sober Shocks and Viper like Mollies will not pierce this. It'll like be reflected again. So this is really a way to just kill enemies with their own util. Uh if you can well, it also just really block somebody off like if you're going to diffuse and you like yeah, use this to this. block off the angle that the other person is holding for post plant yeah like they can't throw any utility on you it's like a little after alt uh that yeah. might just kill them if they accidentally shoot it <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that's the interesting <laughs> thing that on the one hand it's really useful for you to block off the person who'd be pushing you as you defuse but if you get it half and wait for the push now, if you like miss the person <laughs> first couple shots, you could kill yourself <laughs> if you, oh, had, yeah. you hit I the did, wall. I wasn't even thinking about yeah, that. Like, yeah, like you have to be very precise. Yeah. If they push through the wall and you miss your shot on them, <laughs> you die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's really I would love to see that in the game just because on the yeah, one hand it's really strong, but like there is a downside to it, like an interesting a kind downside. Of massive downside. Yeah. They just push it and then it, especially at low elo, like until you just miss yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose I didn't really look at it that way. I just used to people tapping me in the head. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but would they yeah. be scared to tap you in the head and therefore miss more? Hmm. Because yeah, the they're, they're thinking about it. They're like, I have to hit them. Or yeah. maybe they run to the side and then don't tap you behind the wave and then they kill you anyway. They just like position themselves. Oh yeah, they true. So you're just staring at well. the wave, and they come around. Yeah, and shoot you. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. just just looking through, and they're just side on, just waiting for you to peek your little head through. They just tap. Yeah, you. and just pondering the wave in all of its. Yeah, it seems like there's a bunch of different ways you could play around this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I, this is my so yeah. This is my favorite ability of any that we've discussed so far today. I think that's really cool. Um, so two charges, 150 creds each. Cool. Yeah. So total at the moment is 600, and I think that's it, judging from the next one. So. Okay. Uh, so it's on the cheaper yeah. side of kits. It's it is on the cheaper side. Uh, you will be able to buy a shorty and like all your util. Uh, so that's a good plus side for any aspiring brimstone mains. <laughs> I just imagining you have your retribution wave on defense. You you buy a shorty. Oh god! You like set it up. You camp by the wall. Someone pops through, but you're not quite expecting it yet. So they like then dip back, and you're a second late with your reflexes. Then you shoot the wall and kill yourself with your shorty. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Uh, shotgun pellets might might yeah. really fuck you up. Oh yeah. I, highlights of the week. Anyone watch those? I mean, yeah, I, number one, everyone kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> really good. <laughs> is highlights of the week like a Valorant thing? 
Yeah, so there's this there's a couple like YouTube channels that like do Valorant highlights where they copy like oh, okay. streamers' games, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they just do that and just take the good clips and also the very bad ones, which is very yeah, funny. be a bunch of people oh. killing themselves with this ability. <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> I just realized there's another like uh ca- like a uh, interaction here. Where if you're either running double smokes or you have something else that can obscure vision from someone. You can put oh. the wall in the smoke. Right, exactly. Or behind and it. And then someone yeah. tries to like spam through the smoke and all of a sudden they're killing Kill themselves. themselves. <laughs> yeah. They don't realize the retribution <laughs> wall is behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's that's really interesting. Because like your team and would see the wall and be like, oh yeah, don't shoot yeah. them. But the other team don't, would be like, oh, they're in the smoke. The ah, I shot myself. <laughs> See, that makes me wonder if it, if on reflection it should do like half damage or something. Yeah, no, like there's no funny, way bro. that it should it That'd would be, be able to one tap me. It would be funny, but well, <laughs> yeah. talking all seriousness, like you shouldn't be able to one tap yourself. Well, as as I'm thinking about this, there's two ways this could this could work. One way is that when you shoot the wall, you know, it literally uses like realistic physics, not in terms of the travel time, but in terms of the angle. So, you know, you bounces yeah. off. Right. And the other thing, it's uh, the way it's worded, it says it will be instantly reflected back to the users, which I picture more like a Jedi, you know, lightsaber with the energy bolt of like, it comes right back at you regardless of where you shoot it at. So which way were you yeah, picturing that... it as? Yeah. So I was picturing as the, like the second way. Yeah. Um, so you just like shoot yourself. So maybe it could be just that it always hits you in the body. So you're not gonna headshot yourself, and you're not gonna leg shot yourself. So it's, then, it's yeah, GG like if, you, like if the... you're using it off, but like other other <laughs> guns, you'll have a chance. Countering pass number one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see. I, I I'm talking like this is gonna be in the game, but I can't wait to see Cass now op himself. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what's gonna happen is as soon as he sees a little flash of like blue or yeah. purple or whatever color this is. It like he's just, he's just gonna insta die. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna instantly like flick and shoot it with the op, and then kill himself. <laughs> yeah, he'll realize as he's as he's pressing mouse one. So then try to TP out and die to himself mid TP as chamber. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Man, it's, it's just you can't beat it. Like really, that's a fun can't ability. Yeah, it's yeah. just peak comedy right there. <laughs> <laughs> You want to shoot me? How about you shoot yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm down to move on to the next one, but man, that's a banger. Yeah, this next one plays into the retribution. I didn't mean for it to end up like this, but since we've discussed it on the the pod, this is like... I don't really realize about this. Um, so this one's called Dark Shroud, and... um. You can sort of see similarities to Omen. Um, you yeah, like summon... Shrouded Step. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Shroud the Smoke? What's it called? Hold on, I got Liquipedia up here. Yeah, what is, what is the Omen Smoke called? Or did you mean it like it the evil version all... of the popular streamer and former Sentinels player? Yeah, Dark, <laughs> Dark Shroud. Shroud. <laughs> Dark Shroud. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Omen one's called Dark Cover. So this one's mm. a bit... Uh, guys, don't don't worry about that. It. Uh, it'll it'll change soon. Um, <laughs> the so, the ability description: you summon pure darkness into Daiko's hand. 
and you hold fire to send forth a hazy and see-through smoke. So again, um, like a bit of a throwback to stakeholder here. Um, and when fire is released, the smoke will stop in place. So you can send it at any like at like any angle. And once you stop holding mouse one, uh, it'll just stop. So it's like a defying gravity um, sort of smoke. So it'll okay, so it can it's like hang really in the air good for one ways. Yeah. It'll be really good for one ways. Yeah. How long are we talking uh, here? Is it like a huge line that you can make with it? Um, no. So it's just like a spherical. Oh, it's smoke an orb smoke. And... Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I was picturing like so you like... were making like a line of smoke from like where you start, but no, it's just like Omen's thing except. It defies gravity. Oh, oh, I see. I it see. doesn't ever fall like an yep. omen. Smoke. Yeah, and I'm imagining you probably won't have that special omen view of the map to place it. It'll be just more no. like right in you front just... of you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so to play into the tempo part of the tempo initiator, again, um, this recharges on kills, which is the first time uh, any initiator utility does this. Um, so... Yeah, it's, so it has one charge, uh, so you can't, like, you know, um, buy more. So that's uh, a plus. Uh, and it recharges every kill. And I forgot to mention, but the retribution will also count as your kill. So if someone uh, nerds themselves to death, um, they'll give you a kill, recharging your smoke. So mm. you can send forth the, the Dark Shroud, and then put the retribution like that, and then if someone kills himself with the reflected bullets, you can put another smoke, which is even more pain oh for the other team. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. Um, and it travels relatively fast. I'm not sure how fast, but, you know, it's fast. Um, and it lasts for 14 seconds. So, yeah. It's a bit of a lengthy smoke. Um, it ain't no 20-second grim smoke, though. Second, yeah. second under Omen Smoke, actually. Um, so yeah, that's Got what it. that is. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 keep, keep going. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a very genre-breaking agent because it's a initiator with, like you said, a recharge on kill for his signature. But then he also is an is an initiator with a controller ability, seemingly as his signature ability. But the fact that he only has one charge of it and has to get a kill to redo it, and also the black hole is more of an initiator kind of thing. Yeah. I, I could I, I could I don't see know. him is being it, a controller. I, feel like though? It's, I could see him being a controller. I think that all three yeah. of these kind of play into controller, except if if you call him an initiator, you might like play him more as an initiator. Yeah. Like I imagine I imagine he like helped like with sight takes, so like he takes down the util. And then with the retribution wave, you just push onto site behind it. So, like, I don't know. It's more... I, I felt like I would play more as an initiator rather than a controller. Well, that's that's it's interesting because... I mean, stuff, it, right? Sorry, what'd you say? Yeah. It's all line of sight stuff. So, like, most controllers have an ability to smoke off an area that they're not currently seeing. Yeah. All, all yeah. controllers. Um, whereas this guy does not. He, like, yeah, and everything's you, line like, of sight. Yeah, yeah and... if you like think about Ko and Sova and and like Sky and stuff, they all have like line of sight. So it has to be like the dog can't go through walls, or the heel can't go through walls. The flash has to like be in line of sight, obviously, as like 
initiate, like as a flash does. Um, and KO's knife, you know, unless you like chuck it over a wall, then you know, it's just yeah. yeah like, so you're like right you're right. playing it more on like a site take on the site yeah. that you're on instead of like you know smoking off other areas of the map, which yeah. lends more toward the initiator role. And it's really interesting the way this conversation has gone because his abil- his abilities, you can look at it this way. We haven't even gotten to the ult yet, but look at the three main abilities. You know, the uh, Retribution, we already talked about it being like a Harbor Cascade. The Dark Shroud is obviously more of a traditional dome smoke, but you could compare that to the Harbor, um, uh, I the forget cove. what you call it. Yeah, the Cove, yes, the shielded yeah. dome smoke. And the Black Hole is kind of like that X Factor, which Harbor has um with it with the cove and then he has his other thing for controller but basically there are some similarities to harbor and what people are finding with harbor right now is that he really isn't a traditional controller in that it's very yeah. difficult for him to actually be solo a solo controller in a comp um yeah. which then you know ties me back into maybe uh this guy here I forgot his name Daiko. <laughs> Maybe uh, Daiko is actually an initiator, and Harbor is more of an initiator as well, and should be thought of that way. Yeah. yeah interesting. Anyway. All right, what um, do we got for that ultimate ability? So this is an eight-point ult, so it's like the same as, I think, Sages and a couple others. Um, it's called Dark World, and you equip, so you press X or whatever your ult key is, uh, to bring out an anti-matter ball. Uh, and and you fire so with like mouse one to send the antimatter in a straight line. It deals heavy damage, uh, and on impact with a player or obstacle, will explode into more dark matter, scattering in a circle big enough to cover a viper pit. And it's like an area of effect where any person that steps into it is severely slowed. So you got like a massive sort of sage slow on the area okay so it's like ray's ult but instead of damage it does a massive slow yeah so it's it's kind of like because i was watching at the time of this i was watching a lot of jujutsu kaisen i don't know if you've seen that um i have not it's an anime I, yeah i haven't either but basically maybe, maybe if Cass one... was on the podcast he, he would know what you're talking about but hunter and i are unfortunately the two that would not know what you're talking yeah. about yeah. Um. But with with this, um, there's a like character that has this insane ability that he just combines two of his techniques into one like big destructo ball that he sends through like a whole mountain or something, and it's like kind of like that is very like my agents are heavily inspired. Like I will not argue that they're original, but you know you just combine a yeah. couple things here or there. Um. But yeah. So it just like sends the like ball in a straight line and anyone that's in the like impact like line will get 75 damage applied to them and the slow that um the vi- like the um area of effect does is the same as a breach stun so you're very very slow but without that like sort of movie crosshair bit so and... without the stun effect, but you're like basically stuck in position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And um, and it lasts for thirty seconds, which is a very long time. <laughs> now that I think about it. 
Yeah, so when you said the obstacle, an impact with player obstacle, it will explode. So does it not go through anything, or does it go through some things? No, so if if anyone gets hit by it, yeah, they'll get seventy five percent, seventy five damage applied. But oh. if they, if it like touches a wall or anything, so if it comes into contact with anything, basically, it'll just spread a like massive slow, including the wall. So like you have to be like, I'm trying to think like, would you have to be like you can't looking shoot at it someone through to, anything? Yeah, yeah you have to be like looking at someone to hit to hit them with it. Yes. Okay, so you're using it more for the slow than anything. It's really the hitting yeah, someone would be it, sort of almost by accident. Yeah, it's just it's just a big bonus if you hit someone. Got it, got it. So it's like a huge slow. It's a massive slow. Interesting. That, that like, I mean, thirty seconds through. is too long, I think. But yeah, I mean, thirty like seconds the, the is general like general idea of it. Yeah, you just basically get the post plant for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In thirty seconds. It's, if it's you hit people kind of around. Yeah. Now that I think about it, so. Yeah, it might, um, might just change that a bit. Yeah, that's but. a lot. I I was thinking, you know, probably under ten you know, seconds. Uh, mm-hmm. We're maybe that's... We'll just hob it. Yeah, I was thinking, what if it does? I was the way I was initially picturing it is, what if it does go through like terrain and stuff? But then, like, then... if it hits a player or any sort of placed utility, then it explodes, and does the damage. But I I feel like I feel like it would like be wasted a lot then because you can't really if you're firing through walls you can't really like see what utilities where that's true yeah. but like you can i'm imagining this thing isn't going to have a huge hitbox or maybe it would i don't know no but you you're going to want to just throw it on the ground a lot of the time so just like you know shoot it over in the corner and it does like a huge area of slowing yeah and that's what you want it for so you need it to hit something being the ground like if it just went through the ground then you're just never going to see it again it's going to go into hell yeah Yeah, i'm just i'm just wondering if there'd be a way to rework it slightly to where hitting something is more important because i i feel like this just the huge slow could be annoying to play against if you could just get like a massive slow for free i mean aren't all alts just annoying to play against like Real, realistically, if you're playing like Viper Pit, that's annoying to retake. Breach well, is annoying to like stay on site and survive. This so, is like, true, but like if I go into an enemy's Viper Pit, like you know, the adrenaline is coursing. Like I'm, I know that like <laughs> I need to react to any teeny pixel I see that's clearly not the gas. Like it's exciting, and then like if I get the kill on the Viper, it just feels amazing. If I'm able to sneak up on them and outgun them, or as if I get hit by just this, if I'd see like this explosion on the ground and then i'm just slowed and i'm just like ah frick <laughs> like there's none of that excitement it's just like damn it i mean well imagine it being like old, so yeah yeah i mean i was like, thinking imagine it being a breach ult, but like the effect is like lasting and it's just a yeah. slow it's not a stun yeah it's definitely like, more like a breach ult. like if you if you think about it say you're on fracture right and you're playing you're playing on uh b site and you're like in the pocket where everyone plants the spike and you just see the like massive boom and you get blowed. You can still like you can there's still like workarounds to it because you can still kill everyone. That's true. But you just need to have you just need to have aim basically. Yeah, it kinda or, locks you in place. Yeah. Like, survive. Yeah, it's not quite as good for that as a breach ult would be because they're not stunned. 
Yeah. Um, they're just slowed. They can still have perfect accuracy. Yeah, yeah I was. That, well, it, I was it's, more it's, like you're you convincing me. Point. I think it'd be more interesting than I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking you can like hit their spawn and then they can't like come at you yeah. for a, a while, basically. Yeah, but it's like sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you go. Yeah, I was going to say, but the damage stat is mostly irrelevant in that you're really not going to be hitting things with it almost ever, besides the ground. Yeah. yeah. No, but you could use it as, like, a mini razor, basically, of if, like, somebody's on defuse, and you're, like, playing post-plant, you can just... Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, if they're hit, if you know they're they're weak, then you could uh, just fire that at the the bomb. Yeah. Because, like, you can you can like fake a lot of people out with it so but i still feel yeah, like in that was... case if you are for some reason late to arrive to the post plant then that makes sense but realistically you probably would have wanted to have thrown it on the ground before they started diffusing to delay them getting to the defuse initially because yeah, you know if you, you know they're it... weak and you know this is going to be an instant kill cuz the other way they could still shoot you right well but i'm assuming yeah. this makes some sort of a noise and has travel time so like you know, if the person just gets off the bomb real quick when they hear you shoot it and then gets back on, then, like, you know, at that point... I mean, point, how often does that happen with the Razolt? Well, the thing with the Razolt is it has that huge AoE. The problem isn't... Damp- My problem with Razolts, in terms of getting killed by them, isn't that I can't dodge the missile in the air. It's that I can't dodge the massive AoE. <laughs> like, I rarely get hit directly by a Razolt. It's the, it's the AoE that gets me. And this it would have to hit you directly to have. True. The I, I was expecting it to have a small AOE. I don't know. If oh, that's okay. How it, you okay. envisioned it, Arctic? But like, yeah. I was envisioning that would, that would a small like, AOE. That would be like a two meter. So. Oh, okay. I was picturing it as having to hit directly. That that, that makes it had, sense. It was though. like a big orb, basically, right? So yeah. I think that it'll be larger than the physical rocket. Okay. Okay. That that of, makes sense. Then. I don't I, know. I'm I'm tracking now. Because like um, say on post plant ascent B. And you're playing main, and your team is like holding holding down site, and the other guys are pushing in from market and spawn. If you're holding like a cross with your ult, you can just shoot it, and then they won't be able to like cross for a while, and then it stuns. So it would be like, I feel like it would be more useful than we're making it out to be. I think it would be a really yeah. As I'm understanding what it is, I'm growing to like it more. I think this agent would be. Very, very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really would probably so. need some tuning to uh to make it fair. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I like a lot of the abilities in it. Well, it's it's actually kind of interesting because if we're thinking the pro the pro meta specifically, this agent would be a bit of an odd fit in the pro meta, despite them being that strong, because you would need to play a control. You would not want this instead of a controller, probably. And then if it's taking up an initiator slot, now you might need a flashing initiator along with it. So it might kind of lock you into double initiator, no info initiator. So like, I feel, I almost feel like if this was balanced specifically for the pro meta, it might be on the weaker side just because of of how it would fit in team comps. I feel like you play this because like, if you like, we still remember like he has a, he has a passive, which is a, a duelist passive so he can he can like yeah. take a significant increase in the damage like that people shoot at him and he also gets like a sort of speed boost for oh, yeah, a short true. time after 
skill. So you could you could play him instead of like I don't know, maybe a neon. Like I'm not oh. saying you could you could play him instead of a duelist. Interesting. And you could still have your you could still have your like flashes and your like smokes and whatnot, but you like there is realistically a way that you can play this in a team comp without having to significantly reduce the amount of um like impact that your team will have. Yeah, so maybe you yeah, run triple like... initiator controller sentinel. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Interesting. You have no no duelist comps, which I don't love to see, but I feel like it would be really yeah. interesting with his agent anyway. Yeah, I will say there's one thing here that I think could be very interesting and I would not hate. However, I just know Riot would never do it, which is the damage reduction. Because yeah. I just did, I did a little math on my phone when you first said it, and a Vandal headshot would go from 160 to um, 148. And I think one of Riot's clear stated goals is that they want like damage to be integrity. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, not not just competitive integrity, but like for the user experience, you to know you're doing like the same amount of damage or more with the vulnerable. You're, I think they, I think they would think it'd be too frustrating, more for like your average player than for like a pro to have that to deal with that damage reduction. If you if you get a dink with a vandal, but like yeah, and you don't get the the vandal over the phantom to do that specifically but that being said i think it's interesting as a concept yeah well because because i feel like if you're playing pro theoretically you should be traded 90 percent of the time so if you hit the person if you hit daiko before he kills you then he's still below that 148 uh like you know 148 like damage threshold so oh true because you you did damage pro. first like even yeah. if you just did a body shot and he hits you but like oftentimes you know you'll get the t- headshot as Daiko and then yeah. the next person will peek to trade you and you have this damage reduction active hmm. but usually you yeah. shoot more than one bullet like when you'll fire well i i sure if fucking do <laughs> unless you're going for that like insane yeah. clip 5k headshot only ace oh know, i get those all the time yeah, get five bullets. on my hard drive. Five, five yeah. bullets is all you need. Unless you're shooting like that, then you'd realistically kill him. Because, yeah. you know, it's still, it's only one bullet extra. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking he would definitely need something, some sort of thing visually about him that changes when his passive is active so that you could look at him and be like, oh, I'm going to need to hit him again if I hit him in the head of the vandal. Because otherwise, people yeah. would like hit him in the head of the vandal and like flick away, and then be like, "Oh, wait, a minute, like, what he's the not fuck? dead." What? Yeah, yeah. So he has to have something very distinct about him when he is under the yeah. like effect of that. Uh, yeah. I guess I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, um, maybe he gets like that, like, like kind of glowy effect. True, like I imagine, like a imagine, like, jet head, like thinger that act that that's active when she has a dash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or like you know when you peek a, a Reyna and you know immediately, oh, that Reyna is ulted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, all in all, I would say this is a super, super cool agent, <clears throat> and uh, I would, I would love to see a version of this in a game. I think it'd be very different in a good way. I think it'd be, I think it'd be way, way overpowered. Well, that's but... I said a version of this. Like, I, the Reyna should like test it out, tune it. But Classic yeah. Riot to hit us with an overpowered agent, like all I'm saying. There you have Neon. it. Neon. 
Yeah, or or like it would Wait, come did you out. Say neon is overpowered. Lift. Well, I mean her ult. So. Yeah. Well, her ult was actually underpowered on launch. Her ult has been <laughs> has had taken buffs to get to where it is today. What? No, it's also taken nerfs in a way. Yeah. It's taken a lot of changes. What? Neon's ult has been nerfed, huh? Well, because you can't do the same damage with bodies as you do with yeah. Now. Well, yes, but like. Okay, well, I guess, so it was a, basically... Body and leg was, damage was nerfed, and head damage was buffed. Basically, the, yeah. the, I think the way to look at it is, like, that is a nerf for very, very low elo, where, like, the, pe the people can't shoot the neon in the head, so they're hitting body shots, and the neon's only hitting body shots on them. But, like, anyone who can hit headshots, even sometimes, it's a massive buff, because just the time to kill for the ult just went way way down and the key thing about it is like it doesn't have recoil it's fully accurate on the move so you can just kind of do some shaky aim and just go over someone's head while cruising around i personally i feel like it's definitely a buff except in like iron it, that, but that's that's my opinion having played neon a lot recently i feel like her ult is so much better with the headshot multiplier even despite the you know nerf damage elsewhere yeah, because I, I played, uh, I, I was on a, sm like, smurf. I say smurf, but it was, like, one rank below my main. So I was I was playing with some friends, and I was playing Neon for the first time after the buff. Yeah. And I hit them on 144, and I was so mad, because, like, they were, yeah. like, full stunned and everything. And I was, sh like, beaming their body, and I was like, this is not doing enough damage. <laughs> like, this needs to do more. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's very you weird. You need to hit the head, right? But that's any gun. Yeah. It's it's very weird to uh, get off, used but... to it uh, as me who's picked up Neon as a main a couple months ago because, you know, if you're running and gunning with, like, a Spectre, for example, like, unless you're yeah. at extreme close range around a corner, you're going to pull down with your crosshair a lot and your crosshair is going to be, like, middle body or lower to compensate for your recoil. Whereas, like, yeah. with the Neon ult, you have to, to kind of break... The, the muscle memory of recoil compensating and just keep aiming for the head the whole time, which is really weird to get used to. Um, but like, if you do that, the time to kill is kind of uh, spooky with the, and yeah. It, yeah, that is yeah. really interesting. Cause usually if I'm about to spray someone down, I kind of aim at the chest and I let my recoil take me to the head. Yeah. Or I might start I at the head and very quickly go down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that that's the better way to do it. But, like, I'm not very good, so I'll oh. start at the chest and just hope that the recoil goes up to the head. Well, just to be clear, Chase, I'm talking about starting at the head and missing and going to the chest. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is very different, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just looking at the numbers now, I think. Hold on. You need, you need like, over, what, seven shots to the body. So, like, over seven zaps for a Neon to, like, kill you. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's yeah, three it's to the head now, right? Like, very fast. Three is way faster, but... <laughs> yeah, you need you need nine. You need nine for a Neon to kill you, and then, what, it's 18 by three. Uh, yeah, so three to the head, but, like, nine to the, to the body, which is, like... I don't know. I feel like it would be... It was way more before. It was, like, what, six? I think. But, like, it is a very fast-firing ult, though. Like, it's it's like an it SMG in terms yeah. of how quickly you get those shots off. So, like, yeah. 
I, I feel like if it had like one damage more, maybe like one minute yeah. damage more, yeah. instead of being like, you know, the way it is now. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't really seen what pros think if it's a nerf or a buff. Personally, I feel like it's a buff. The change. I feel like for game. pros, it's a buff for sure. Um, yeah, because, they have because they're used to aiming at head. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, the very very few times I've played neon, which is like once. I sucked with the ult, so... Yep. Um, yeah, another thing yeah. that I think is, is important to keep in mind is that, you know, when you're using the Neon ult in particular, because it does have a lot of range, you really don't want to switch back and forth between your ult and another weapon in most cases. Unlike, for example, Jet Knives. Oh, and also because you have a timer with it as well. Like, Jet Knives, you yeah. know, you very well might be switching from your op or a rifle to your knives. But with the Neon ult, you want to have your ult out all the time. And the thing yep. is... If you get into a scenario in close range, which as Neon, you often will, you know, at that range, both you and the other person can much more reliably hit the other person in the head. And so having that additional time to kill is huge because that means you're not going to get out DPS by like a Spectre, for example, um, yeah. at close range. You're like, you still have that strong ability uh, with the headshot damage that you didn't before. Yeah. But anyway, no, enough about Neon. Uh, I love Do we have about any Neon. other... What's the other topics? Let's get on to some of those. Sure, yeah. sure. I have yeah, a, a, topic for I have a list of ones that are probably pretty quick hitters. Um, you, I say that sometimes and there's a lengthy discussion that happens, so who knows. But and let's... then it turns into a three-hour podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so first up, um, we've, been, we've gotten a little bit uh, behind on the Polls channel. Not crazy behind, but there are a couple of these. Oops. Yeah, there's one that goes all the way back to before Christmas break that I don't think we covered, which is about Breeze. Remove noise by caused by dropping down shoot on Breeze. This was a uh, hot debate amongst me cast. Oh, yeah, that was a hot, hot debate, and I still think that they should remove the noise. Yeah, so we have yes, no, and then reduce the range the noise can be heard from. Where Cast and Chase were arguing for uh, yes, just remove the noise entirely. I was arguing for no, and then I also threw in the, oh, reduce the range as an in-between. So, we have... Wait, before one... we get the results, yeah. Arctic, what do, what do you think about yeah, this? Yeah, 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 here we go. You'll ask Arctic first. Yeah, um, so, I reckon that it should not be removed, because it is simply just too good if you can just go from height to low ground without having noise. It would be like... Uh, Lotus. Um <clears throat> Yeah, no, I was going to say, it would be like Lotus. I don't like I don't like the fact that you can, like, drop down silently if mm. you just hold shit. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I feel personally that it should be not removed. I think they just keep it. Of course, the map's removed now. I but... mean, but do you, do you think the whole map was removed? Now? Not just the, the whole map was removed. <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. that is true. That is true. So it's kind of a pointless argument at this point, but... Yeah, I'm one Still day we'll be back in and uh yeah hopefully not I hate Breeze. <laughs> yeah, me too. But <laughs> me three. But I maybe they'll change it around and make it a little bit more useful. I don't have plays. hope now that they didn't do that at all with Split coming back in. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have much hope either. Um there's probably Maybe they the add an escalator. Same. Maybe they add an escalator like next to it. That would be cool. <laughs> I you okay. go up, like a rope. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. That would It'd be a risky rope play, to take up. But. It would. Yeah. yeah, but sure. Same same is true for dropping down. So, you know? Yeah. 
Chase, were okay, you going to so say what something? Were the results? Okay, well, here's the results. So, remove noise caused by dropping down shoot on Breeze. Uh, we have a grand total of one person agreeing with Cass and Chase saying, yes, remove the noise. <laughs> then agreeing with me for a solid no are 11 people. And then taking the middle ground of reduce the range of the noise, we have six people. So I'm glad to hear that despite being in the minority in the debate, I was <laughs> the more persuasive, clearly. That is ridiculous. That's such a useless mechanic that, like, it would be, at least it would make interesting plays if it had no noise. Oh, man. But I, I think by the end of our discussion, I was more on the fence-sitting side of maybe mm. at least reduce the, the audio cue, Oh, okay. Got it. Um, If I remember correctly, but it, you know, I I still would be okay with reducing or, like, removing the noise entirely, so... I see. This is how it always ends up, though, is that Cass and I, w- when this happens and that Hunter is like on one side and Cass and I are on the other, every time we bring it to a poll, everyone agrees with Hunter. And nobody <laughs> Hunter yeah. I'm just right. Happens. What can I say? It's like imagine... all the time. That's funny. Yeah, imagine, imagine you're playing double doors and you just hear a spray above you and then suddenly they drop down silently behind you and kill you. Like, mm. what's. Yeah. I'd argue that's a bit too broken. I mean, but... maybe you hear, like, the sound of if they, like, fell from that height. Well, that's effectively the same, though. You'd hear that from... Like, you can hear the noise from... Oh, that is kind of true. It's like... just so loud. The The shoot is so loud and so distinctive, but... Yeah. You know, like, if you heard the dropping more. noise, you like... might think, oh, maybe they jumped back into their spawn. Mm. Yeah. I but, like... Know. There's still the like dropping a weapon down. Like you can still drop a weapon down and make no noise, but the weapon will still be there. So either way, you know someone's either halls or like in mid. Yeah. So like it really doesn't do much. I'd argue. Yeah. I mean, this was all a part of us being like, how do we make shoot a more like integral part of playing the game? Yeah, because we all agree that it, it is like kind of we, a not very relevant gimmick. It would, yeah, we just agreed it was barely ever used and not relevant at all. So it was like, how do we make it more relevant in a round? And that was our way of making it more relevant. But maybe there's a, I'm sure I, there is a better option than that. Well, yeah. if you can, if you can go to and from shoot, so like if you go in and then like go back up, I reckon, you know, shoot would be played more. You can shoot up the shoot. Game. It would you be mind games with the audio cues then, because then you could be like, yep. oh, did they drop a weapon the first time and then go down? Or did they go down and then up? It's like or a like... trampoline at the bottom, so you can just well, that, go down and back up. That was literally brought up in the first one. <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't yeah. remember that. I don't, I don't know if we were saying that there was a trampoline so that you could go up. Maybe that is what we were saying. I don't remember. But... I, I don't remember anything about a trampoline, so I'll have to take your word for it. Okay. Well, uh, on to the next poll. Um, so there are some people <laughs> back in December talking about randomly queuing into lobbies with each other in the server, which is pretty cool. So I went ahead and threw out a poll of where people play. So we have U.S. West, U.S. Central, U.S. East, and non-NA. So in, for U.S. West, we have eight people. U.S. Central, six people. And U.S. East, four people. And then non-NA uh, is three. Now, I'm just realizing that the way I worded this poll is what servers do y'all normally play on? So, I forget. So, I don't know if people... I'd have to go through to see if people picked multiple. Because, like, I... If I'm solo queuing, I always do East. But I end up playing on Central more often than not because of playing with people on the West Coast. So, 
Either way, fairly even distribution, but weighted towards the West Coast. I mean, yeah, it's such a small sample size, right? Like, well, I mean, I feel like it's a very not good everyone s- in the Discord. <laughs> oh, check out poll. polls without discussion, guys. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> a reminder: go, go, put your stuff in all the polls. Just do whatever you want. Yeah, go. If we get enough people voting on the polls, we'll go back through to the very first poll and revisit yep. all of them. Oh God, maybe do more people will agree with Cass and Chase. Oh, that would be terrible. Although I would be, it would be great if you just agree with me. Yeah, You'd go do that, and then we'll we'll bring it back. Yeah, up, go, but... yeah. go press yes on the on the shoot. Yeah, yes, please. And also, please add polls that I say I'll make and then forget to make from episodes, which happens. Or, quite or often. make your own polls, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Yes, because then I get um, to vote on them. I I love yeah, voting yeah. on polls, and I never get to do it because I'm the one making them. Um, okay, uh, on to the next and most, and this one is. Not from two months ago. This is uh, very recent. Two, from, two episodes. Yeah. yeah. From episode 61, where it's just me and Cass, we discussed uh, eye tracking. So the question is, how would adding toggleable eye tracking control to your crosshair in Valorant affect the game? Assuming the cursor is no longer centered in your screen when in eye tracking mode and that the eye tracking is perfectly accurate. So basically, what, you can choose... What a disclaimer. <laughs> well, I was just trying to... We talked a bit... This, this, it sounds extremely lengthy and verbose, but like it makes sense if you listen to the episode. It's basically that like you know you can control your cursor with your eyes without moving your POV with your eyes because that would really break the game against you. You you'd be very difficult to play the game if that's how it works. See full discussion for um arguments against this. Oh, thank please. you, Arctic man. Uh, I we should be paying you to do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the results are we have options irrelevant. Not many people would use it. Uh, a fun and useful addition to the game or far too OP. So five people think it's irrelevant and not many people would use it. One person thinks it's a fun and useful addition to the game and seven people think that it's far too OP. Um, So that one is actually pretty, uh, pretty evenly down the middle. If you consider the first two sort of related, I mean, I guess, no, it'd be the second two. They'd be more. So it's not really down the middle. People, people tend to think it's either good or too good rather than being irrelevant. So actually I should see Chase. Well, that's that's what... a, I, I was just thinking, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely had an opinion while I was listening to you guys. Right. Talk, or are more like argue intensely yeah. over not understanding what each other are saying. Um, <laughs> that's really what happened during that podcast. It was just a lot of cast trying to explain something not very well. And then Hunter having no idea what Cass is trying to do. Or like trying to say, and I'm like, maybe it's just the experience that I have talking to Casmore that I yeah. usually understood what he meant. Uh, and then it I was see. just like a, why the fuck is Hunter arguing this other point that's irrelevant? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's very fair. <clears throat> the problem is that, you know, when you don't leave the explaining to the explainy guy, me, and try to do it yourself, Cass, I'm looking at you wherever you are. And that's when things, you that's know, just go straight off the as well as blood. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you think he's gonna listen to this episode? Come on! I mean, that's the fun thing. Yeah, we can say whatever we want because he's definitely not gonna listen. He um, might. I think he might have listened to the one. Was he not on an episode before? No, this is the so. first episode ever in Drunk Valorant podcast history that Cass has not been on. It's been either oh, you okay. or me. So it's been you, you or I that's not on it. Yeah, before. this is the first one ever. Oh, yeah. yeah Cass has always been. On this. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, but anyway, uh, back to the question at hand. Chase, did you have any um thoughts on eye tracking that you wanted to share? Since you weren't on for that episode. I don't, I don't know. Like, 
I was kind of on Cass's side of no one would ever use it. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it, but it seems like it would make it a whole different game. Like it would be such a learning curve. Oh yeah. To like, to go from your POV being stationary and moving the cursor and then using your mouse to control your POV still. Like this is where you guys ended up talking about it. Yeah. Um, like it would just completely change the way that you play the game. And so I think if you were able to learn that, then maybe it would be OP. Like it would be good. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't like Cass kept claiming that you could always flick with your mouse faster than your eyes. And I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah. But I don't um, know. Mouse, I like if, I don't know if anyone's tried it, but try looking at like two different objects like around the room, like at home. Just do this at home. Uh, two different objects. Look at look at them like in your field of view, and flick your eyes from one to the other, and try doing it with your mouse. So like keep your head still, what, and move your eyes around the room, and then try doing try like moving your hand from one to the other as fast as you can, and see if you can outdo your. I feel insane doing this, eye. Arctic. <laughs> like okay, no, you're right. Your eyes are faster, for sure. Yeah. But your eyes like are way faster than your hand. Because it's literally less movement. And I think that that's the, the case. Because if, you're, if you had perfect eye tracking, then you would be able to see, like, move faster over less actual movement of your body. But, like, well, like that do, would just do be like right. playing on super on high DPI. Like, imagine yeah. playing on my DPI settings. And that's <laughs> and that's where you're gonna be the POV your chase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like look from like move your arm from one end of your monitor to the other and see if you can outpace your like hand. Like with your, your eyes, eyes go faster. Like, your eyes will go faster like... every time. <laughs> yeah, like it's just way it's just way too good. Like you and can... I think they're gonna be more accurate, right? Like your yeah, eyes I... will be. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if like anyone's like done this in valorant before but like you look at someone before you shoot them but if you have this you just look at their head and just tap your mouse so like you don't actually you don't even have to aim basically with your yeah hand you look at them and then yeah and the biggest thing is with tracking through. as well and if someone is moving irregularly one of the biggest issues that you see with players like us but then you do see it at the pro level as well to some to a lesser extent is that if someone's moving back and forth you know you start tracking them one way and then they move the other direction and it takes time for yeah. you to process that and then get your hand to reverse direction. And then they switch back. And so your crosshair is going back and forth across their head as they're changing directions. Yeah. And you could reduce that drastically if you're just watching their head with your eyes. Uh, sometimes yeah. they're still in your crosshair does that. Like they're, they're standing <laughs> in one yeah. spot and you just trace an outline of their head. That happens mm -hmm. all the time. Yep. If I can gaze I directly like into just... their eyes, <laughs> it's different. <laughs> that would not happen. Um, yeah. I don't know. Another like a parallel that I was thinking of is like, uh, okay, in melee, everybody plays with a controller, right? Yeah. Except not everybody plays with controller. They have these boxes, um, with buttons on them that were um, made for like other fighting games. And well, like game cubes? I don't know. They have this like it's like a big. It looks like a massive keyboard with like big button like arcade game oh, buttons on it. Oh yeah, those like Street Fighter stuff. It's right? like, it's, yeah, they use them for Street Fighter. Um, yeah. So those have been adapted for, for Melee as well. Okay. Um, and they're legal to play with. And yeah. some people are insane. Like, you can, I think, theoretically get, like, much better with the box than with a controller. What's better about uh, it? And some, 
some people believe that. Uh, just like the weird macros and stuff that you can have and that are legal to have on them. What? Um, so you can have macros on a... Oh. That's insane. Or like being able to push multiple buttons simultaneously. I, there's definitely rules, huh. and I'm like, Cass would know better than I would, and I'm sure people listening what? to this know better than I do as well. Because um, I've never actually played with one. But it's a whole other way of playing the game that's completely legal. Um, that's just So I was wondering if it would be like similar to that um in a in a way of like just having another way of controlling the game that you know if it's balanced correctly could be fine to play with um it's just a completely separate thing yeah that, Man, that's interesting. that does sound pretty cool though yeah i mean i don't know if i would like ever play with a box but it'd be cool to try out you know um i mean a lot of people use it if they're like if they don't have the mobility in their hands to play with a controller yeah. Because um, it takes, like, less hand movement. And, like, you're not gripping a controller. That's, like, very hard on your hand joints. So. so it's good for accessibility anyway, to have those options. That's what I was thinking of one of the points uh, while listening to the podcast that I was thinking of uh, wanting to bring up. But Cool. Cool. Well, now you had your time. <laughs> we made your soapbox for you. Um, so, yeah, that does it for wrapping up the uh, polls. So now on to some other topics uh, that I that I have. Um, the first one, this is the one I'm probably most passionate about, and I'm very curious to hear both of your opinions on. Um, one of the biggest uh, debates, and not even so much debates as much as just sentiments being bounced around in the Valorant community, both pro and casual right now, is that the Stinger is dominating the eco meta. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> not that. Yeah, I can see where this is going. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure if you will. I, I'm curious. It, well, you might. You might. So, just to be clear, no one is saying that a stinger is that they'd rather buy a stinger than a phantom or a vandal if they had unlimited credits. However, people are claiming that it punches far above its weight, um, for the money that it is, and um. I was thinking about this and my first reaction, a very vehement reaction, I will add, I debated several people about this, is that I really feel like the most recent Stinger buffs to make the recoil more controllable don't fundamentally change what the weapon is and they just do what Riot said it was supposed to do, which is to make the Stinger less of an RNG machine, more consistent. Um, and it basically extends the usable range of the Stinger. Um, while it's still having its drawbacks of having a small mag uh, that you go through very quickly due to the high fire rate uh, not being suppressed, still at a certain distance, it really falls off and you have to pet depend on the burst fire, which is a bit, you know, sketchy. It still has weaknesses. It's just that its, its range is so much better now. But, you know, despite me thinking that, the Stinger has really be, become thrust into the spotlight in both ranked play and in pro play where... You know, watching some of the North America Pro Challengers games, it's clear that you know Stinger forces are very meta at the moment. And so, like the Ares was, yes, like when, when that got buffed. Yeah, yeah, not unlike the Ares. And as I was thinking about it, what I realized is, I think that especially now that I've had a couple of days to watch pro games, the idea of forcing being more common in general, not Stinger specifically, is a good thing because both at the pro and at the ranked level, the idea that there are more rounds that you don't know for sure is who, who's going to win them because you have a bigger buy against a lesser buy, but still a buy 
rather than pistols against a full buy. I think that's better to have that happen more often. The problem is that Riot has gone too hard with nerfs on the other eco guns. The Sheriff and Marshall are in a decent spot, but the Judge and the Bucky are not. I think the Spectre has been overlooked as being weak for a long time. And I think Riot really needs to do another... Oh, we talked about the Ghost as well recently. I think Riot really needs to bring the other eco guns up to the level of the Stinger rather than nerfing the Stinger because we're not seeing some crazy percentage of conversion rates of eco rounds of Stinger forces, particularly if you're Stinger forcing on defense. It's just that the other eco weapons are kind of shit. And I think that's the real issue here. But I, sorry, that was very long, but I had a lot on my mind. So what do you guys have to say about that? Yeah, you just took a U-turn on what you what I thought was going to happen. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought you were going to say, uh, "Do we what? What's the nerf to the stinger?" And then you like, "What's the buff to the other eco weapons?" Like, yeah, I think personally the the spectre the spectre got a really really harsh nerf. To be honest, um, it used to have way better recoil. So I think if they just not revert the changes entirely, but just give it a bit better recoil. I think it's going to be a, a lot better. And then... Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to dismiss everything Hunter's saying as, wow, he's been a stinger stan for uh, the entirety <laughs> of this podcast. This is true. And so anything, of course, he's going to say, don't nerf the stinger. Yes. Um, however, I kind of agree. I don't know if I agree Thank that you. all the other gun, the eco guns need to be buffed. In a way, when I think about it, I do now that I'm like kind of working through it in my mind. Mm -hmm. But um, I like how the Stinger is right now. Um, It really does do what it should do. And it was a shit gun for a long time, even though Hunter loved it. It had a very (laughs) situational value, and I could never get any value out of it. But now I can get value out of it that I think is pretty worth the 950 credits. Yeah. Is it? Um, it's 950, right? Or is it... Yeah, yeah, 950. Yeah. Yep, you're okay. correct. Um, but there are still times, a lot of times, where I fucking whiff an entire clip, and I, like, from medium range, and you need to reload like 30 damage, <laughs> yeah. I reload, and they kill me, right? Like, And yeah. that's also part of the Stinger. I think that's a good part of the Stinger to have in there because it's such a cheap weapon. Um, it just makes it more consistent where you think that it should be. And... I think that because it's become such a big part of the meta that there's going to be nerfs incoming from Riot, and I think that that's a mistake. Um, Amen, Because, brother. like, you compared it to the Ares, where everyone went to the Ares, and then immediately they came in with nerfs. Um, and now no one uses the Ares. Yeah, now it's it's gone again. And so Unless I really don't friend. want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Ares, <laughs> the Ares you, <laughs> used to be picked by uh, typically Sentinel players on defense for, like, a yeah. eco-slash-force. Yeah. I have not seen an Ares. Uh, well, I might not. You know, I don't think so I've seen an Ares once in the Challengers today. game. What? You haven't played against me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was talking about <laughs> Challengers. Oh, the Ares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still think the Ares is underrated at its current place. Like, I think that more people should be buying Ares in those exact situations. Um, I recently bought an Ares. Uh, by recently, I mean a, like a few weeks ago. Um, and I got like a 3K in a round. And that was the last time I bought an Ares. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think that it does have a situational value, but there's almost never a time where I'm like, yeah, I really want an Ares right now. Um, yeah. yeah. But the the Stinger, I... it feels like it's not at the same place the Ares was 
post buff. I yeah. I feel like what they should do is like because you know how they have all the categories like they got the shotguns, the SMGs, the rifles. Because you know how the like marshal and it has its bigger brother, the operator, and the operator is just a bigger marshal. What they should yeah. do with all of the categories is they should a buff the like weaker guns. So say add. Like, a little bit more range to the Bucky. I'm not saying too much, because I know what happened the last time Bucky had range. Um, but, you know, uh, just give it a give it something that it needs, but not everything that it needs to become, like, the broken version that we all know that it can be. So, for example, the Bucky, a bit of range. For the Ares, a little bit of weaker recoil. So, like, not the all over the place that it has now. Because imagine the Odin crouched and ADS'd, it's a laser beam. And the Ares is just kind of... Yeah, I'm not using it. I'm crouched ADS'd and I don't kill them before they kill me. Like, it doesn't make Sorry, sorry, I had to get that dig in. As you're saying, Arctic. Yeah, Yeah, so, like, the Odin's a laser beam, but the Ares could also get a little bit of recoil. And then, like, they've nerfed so many guns, I feel... That's just not really that necessary. Like, they could just buff pretty much everything. Like, the Stinger could, this like, the Stinger's okay now, where it is at the moment. Um, but the Spectre could get, like, a small recoil buff or, you know, like, a little bit of a damage buff. It's like, something to give it more value. Because if it's worth 1600 and people are buying a 950 credit gun, then I don't think. I think that shows what's like good in the meta and what's not because like i've seen more stingers than specters yeah like i can comfortably say for that for sure and, and then... it might be a bit of the price and when you want to buy them but also like you used to see a lot of specters on like yeah. half buys and, and stuff no like that and you don't really anymore yeah, yeah and i i would be fully okay with them you know leaving the specter where it is in terms of performance but dropping it down to like 1100 dollars, like slightly more yeah. than a stinger like huge like, price it cut be, to it. Yeah. It should be just a credit based value of what the gun should do based on its cost. And then if it's worth a lot, you have to either consider dropping the price value or buffing the gun to like make it worth right. the amount of money that you spend. So there's just that to throw up there. Yeah, I mean I think the Spectre like it just got a damage nerf too, didn't it? At long range? Did it? Um, maybe that sounds vaguely that, familiar. Let me, let me look it up. Let me look most it up. recently for the uh, for the Spectre. Um, Spectre. Anyway, I mean, while you're looking that up, yeah. uh, what you were saying about the like the force rounds as well, I I like to see it. I think it's a very like you know forcing after you lose like a pistol round with with stingers. It's a very um, risky. You know, risky. It's a it's a it's a gamble, a big gamble. Um, and I recently saw. Uh, on the Valorant subreddit, a uh, a chart that showed percentage of like maps won after forcing and whether you win or lose that force round. Um, oh yeah, I'd say and that. It, and it is like a significant difference. Like you have a, if you win that round, you have a much higher chance of winning the game, and if you lose that round, you have a much lower chance of winning the game. Um, which makes sense. And it is a gamble. So you might, you still see a lot of teams not doing that. And you see a lot of teams, you know, saying, fuck it. It's worth it for us. Let's gamble. Yeah. Um, it's also that, like, the credit 
like reward after you win. So like for for example, a credit like the gain after you win a round is usually around three thousand, like as a baseline, and then add on any like spike plants or eliminations. And so is it also the toss up of if we win this force round, we get three thousand. So that's enough for a rifle. And then if we have enough money, you know, buy shields. And then if you lose the force round, you got to consider what your options are. And like the toss up. And a lot of times it's yeah. another it's another stinger round, which then acts as which, your save. Which is what yeah. makes that strategy so good is because you basically get two stinger rounds even if you lose. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that would be fantastic if, you know, there were other guns being picked besides stingers for more variety of, you know, do we yeah, full I save and it, then buy or double light buy? First non-biased words out of Hunter's mouth this whole part. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Yeah, I, I think that uh, seeing more variety is really what we care about. And, like, yes, it does kind of suck to see so many people buying stinger, even though, like, it, it is in a good place and the stinger is good at that. Like, yeah. you don't want that to be the only option. And just to be See, clear, like, I'm not be, I'm not being entirely selfless here. I personally enjoy people seeing people enjoying the Stinger. I'm just, you know, extremely, extremely worried about the gun being ruined, a la the Ares. So that, that, that's that's why it's really making me think about this. Hearing people call for a nerf and being like, God damn it, not again. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then really thinking about, you know, the whole picture here. That's That kind of ca caused me to broaden my perspective, which is how I got to our topic for today. Yeah. Did, did you figure out the, the Spectre thing? Was I just wrong about that? or is that... Uh, You're correct, yes. Um, okay. Yeah, in December, uh, the long-distance damage of the Spectre was nerfed. In patch 4.0, which was at the beginning of last year... Um, its recoil, recoil was increased. Yeah, well, recoil yeah. was made worse, just to be clear. Um, yeah. And then... That's a run-and-gun patch. Well, actually... What was that before? That that was... Uh, oh, that was... That, that was, was after... Like yeah, yeah, the patch like 3.0, which was June of 2021. I believe that's the run-and-gun patch. Um, yeah. Which also nerfed the Spectre's um, doing... walking and running and accuracy. Yeah. So basically, so, like, the Spectre has main... been nerfed since the launch of the game. Yeah, three times. Because I, re I remember there's like the the clip of tens just running it down with a phantom, just In spraying yeah. and praying. Yeah, and it was on Icebox, and I think yeah, that was like pretty much what gave it all away. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, no yeah. more running. Yeah. They they see tens doing it, instant shutdown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah, he can't be allowed to have fun. The man is too powerful. <laughs> Jet knives <laughs> incoming. Well, um, shoot, I was gonna say one other thing, and then I'm kind of losing track of it. Oh yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, Chase, was your topic that you mentioned that you were going to bring to the table earlier relating to that force thing on Reddit, or was it different? No, it was different, and I think my, my topic is a bit of a longer one, so I might have to save that for, for another episode. Oh, okay, but, cool. Well, I'll um, say one more thing on this topic then, then go to like maybe one more short topic, if that's good with you guys. Yeah, perfect. Cool. So um, I watched a very interesting video by Thinking Man's Valorant, who Cass turned me on to initially on YouTube. He does really great, super in-depth breakdowns. Analysis. Yeah, yeah, analysis, uh, discussion on stuff that he uses a lot of clips from pro games, but his topics often are much broader than just the pro meta. 
Um, yeah. So I'd really recommend him for anyone who likes, you know, thinking about Valorant strategy. But he basically went through and took the data from the qualifiers for the first round of challengers for the EU, since he's in the EU, um, which granted isn't the most, you know, comprehensive data of top level pro play because the qualifiers are a bit of a different beast. But he went ahead and compared the results of teams who saved round two after winning in round one versus teams who forced in round two. And uh, basically, he weighted how things played out from those games along with what kind of results, uh, what, what kind of result is achieved. For example, the best case scenario, if you force round two after a round one loss, is that then, you know, you win the next three rounds because, you know, you break the other team's eco and then they're saving next round, which gives you an easier round three. So you lose the first round and win the next two. Whereas the worst case scenario, whereas like the best case scenario on the opposite side of saving round two is that you lose the first two rounds and then you win the third, but then the other team can still buy the next round. So basically he was trying to compare based on the data he was seeing, is it worth it to basically surrender a round? Two rounds. Well, yes, surrender the one round at first and then the second round possibly in order to have a much better chance of winning round three. And his data said no. Uh, his data said uh, it really makes sense to force all the time, looking at it holistically, of course, not accounting for offense, defense, and map, etc. But looking at the data big picture, you should always force round two, uh, even after yeah. losing pistol, which uh, I thought was really interesting. Not, not saying that he's right, but what do you guys have to say about that? I mean, I think well, it plays I... into the... Uh, um, sorry, the, the same like chart that I was looking at is that it's a gamble and that if you force after losing then and you lose that one you have such a low chance of winning the the game um yeah. but does that get offset by the chance of winning that round I don't know because you're also going to have worse weaponry so you're going to have a lower chance of winning that round um even if you force what are you going to say so, so so it's a so the situation is a lose lose possible win is what you're saying hunter for that uh exactly yeah for for the traditional yeah. save it's lose lose possible win more likely win okay yeah yeah so are we are we full saving first round is that is that what we're doing or are we buying up first and then that's a second? that's you, a great you question your normal so, pistol i think well yeah. he okay. he was looking at the data as a whole he didn't discuss whether any of the teams he was looking at were doing like the nrg strat from last year of full saving Small round shield. one um, cause that's, that's interesting to add into the mix as part of the discussion, but so I'm not sure he's looking at the data as a whole. He didn't mention if teams were doing that or not. Yeah. So, um, I reckon, you know, as I discussed before, it's the econ advantage when you win is the most attractive, like goal of any round. Cause no mm. matter if you like, if you die but your team wins the round, you still get a rifle. And then whatever creds you saved last round come into the round, and then you can buy shield utility in that order, preferably. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, like, I, I would say that the most... The, the best way is to either, like... If you lose, then you force because of, you know, the econ advantage that you're going to have. 
Because if you lose two, then that's a total of what, like thirty thirty eight hundred credits. So if you pull by the first round, and then don't buy anything like full save the second round, like say you buy maybe a sheriff the first round, and then you lose the second round. Total is 3,800 credits. So you're not getting the rifle with full shields that you need to go up against the other team's full buy or maybe force or like. Um, are you assuming? Are you assuming no kills or plant for that math? No, yeah, no kills or plant. Okay. Um, and that's the minimum is 3,800. So if your team plants, then you can buy like the rifle. But if your team and and this is assuming that you're not buying util into every round. So you would be full saving, no util, nothing. And you would have to lose without getting a kill. And you would have 3,800. But if the other team doesn't buy up, doesn't full buy into the third round, and you guys force, then there's a high possibility that you win the third round, which is, I think, what Thinking Mance was going for. And, like, I, I feel like it's not worth it, to be honest. Because if you go in loose, then your force buy versus their, like, normal buy, because they still have credits left over, and you win, you now have an econ advantage against them, and that can snowball, like, really hard. But it all depends on who wins the second round. Is, yeah, is and you all, and you have round. a disadvantage yeah. in that second round if you lose the pistol because they can buy, yep. you know, they can uh, buy like a bulldog or specter or something, and you're there with stinger light shields, right? When yeah. they might be able to buy rifle light, like like vandal light, or they could go like bulldog full or specter full. Yeah. Um, so you you definitely have an econ disadvantage even if you're forcing into that second round a gun disadvantage, um, unless for some godforsaken reason they save like everyone in my rank game wants to do um right never save after you win the first round please. yes yeah, so, yes please so fucked. if that's the <laughs> only thing you take away from listening to our podcast please take that away because that will legitimately help you win games if you don't save after round one yeah yeah um one other thing that thinking man's valo uh mentioned uh as well is that you know a lot of times we think about it as, oh, well, it's a lesser buy. In round two, if you lose the pistol, it's a lesser buy versus a full buy. It's a full buy, relatively speaking, but except yeah. in exceptional cases, the other team, the winning, the team that won round one isn't buying rifle full shields because they're almost definitely not going to be able to afford that. So they're either going rifle light shields or they're going, um, you know, SMG full shields, which in that oh, case... Lesser a rifle and full shield. Yeah, so yeah, you bulldog. can yeah. bulldog or guardian. You could throw that in the mix. Um, but like in general, the the point is that if you really force up, if you commit to it, if you go SMG light yourself, then you're looking at having to do 25 more damage against someone else with an SMG. SMG if they have the full shields, or you're looking to, you know, just not get one tapped by a vandal or a phantom, and then you just you have know, to play smarter. Like, yeah yeah and, and that's yeah and that's where you know it also plays into offense as well arctic because you know you can overwhelm them with your smart play or you know pick apart weaknesses it's i feel like it's significantly harder i, I haven't looked at the data but i feel like it's, it's significantly harder to force up on defense um, yeah if you force up on defense and you kind of have to stack and push an area of the site and then hope that 
you get a couple of picks there and then play a retake on the other part but yeah um with a couple of upgraded weapons you hope yeah yeah like a defense is definitely a harder gamble than i think offense is yeah cuz like say say you get traded like trading kills for offense is really good because it takes away a lot of that map control that defense has at the start so if you're forcing up on defense and then trying to like gamble stack a site or something as soon as they realize that you're not on the site you've just lost the site and possibly the round it's really really tough to take take back a site on like a force buy oh so yeah you, that, yeah especially with stingers yeah you yep. really just have to like control your area of the map really well so if you're on defense it can be that like a sentinel or maybe like a sova with i don't know like you know the recon and like i don't know maybe a stinger or a specter and just spraying through smoke trying to like get picks you just really have to play it way smarter than the other team if you lose the first round on defense yeah I mean, definitely. Yeah, was that was that the final topic, or do you have another topic? There? That was like an extension of the last topic. Okay. This last one, I think, will be really fast, so we might hit it real quick, if that's good with you guys. Cool, cool. Cool. So this one is, I was really impressed watching the pro games with just how freaking good Cypher is now. Because, yep. you know, the amount of, like, delay, like, stall potential you have with the ult now, where the other team knows that not only are we getting, we have to, you know, after a certain amount of time, we're getting that first ping, and then after another amount of time, we're getting that next ping where, you know, you have to be very careful with where you're standing when those pings go off so that you don't get immediately wall banged. And also, you know, if you're in a situation where you're further away from the fight, you know, having to disguise what way you're planning on heading or, you know, just saying fuck it and just letting it be revealed. That's really significant. That really throws oh, a, it's a lot of plans. delay. Yeah. It, gives, it yeah. gives so much. It gives so much information now. Like it is crazy. Cypher ult used to be really, really bad. It was it was probably the second worst ult in the game besides Omen ult. Like it just it just gave you one ping and that was it. Although most pros played off that like understandably well because of the amount of map like insight it gives, like where people are on the map. Yeah. But it still has the drawback of having to have a kill to like work. So it falls into that Rainer sort of you need a body. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be your kill, but you need somebody's body. Yeah, on yeah. Which, which is also which is also the like Rainer's perspective because you can like tag them a bit and then it'll work. But like right, if you do over fifty, right? Well, if you the, get an assist. Uh, with it. Yeah, that actually. Yeah, yeah. You get an assist. Yeah, that actually yeah. ties in very nicely with what I was going to say next because, um, before you know, suppose you're a cipher. There, there's not a lot of action going on where you are. Your team kill. You're you're on defense. Your team kills someone who is pushing into sight, and then the attacking team, you know, stalls out and decide and like backs up. You're not sure if they're just waiting, if they're re-aggressing somewhere else. You as the cipher, if you ran over trying to use your ult, by that time the body, the body would have expired. You know, before yep. this, mm. these most recent buffs, you know, you had a certain amount they of time to pop the ult. Now. They last yeah. unlimited now. Yeah, they they don't yeah, expire. Um, and it doesn't expire. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I, the I bodies. Thought, yeah, that was a buff uh, patch or two ago. 
Yeah. I thought it still had a timer. Like, it was just increased timer. Yeah, time, time restriction no... removed. I just checked on the wiki yeah. to make sure I was correct. Yeah, so there's yeah, no okay. no timer now. You can cast it away from longer. So now, you know, you as the Cypher can run over to the body that your team has killed. You know, the rest of the team isn't... The enemy team isn't there anymore. It's safe. Chuck your hat on them. Get that hatless Cypher buff. And then now, all of a sudden, the attacking team is just like, oh, frick. Now we have to either pretend to be running somewhere else for like 10 seconds plus while the two pings go yeah. off. Or like, you know, we just embrace the fact that now the defense can be hot on our heels. So, man, it, it's so good. And like an underrated thing about the buff is that before the change with the body and the range for the ult, I think there were plenty of times that Cyphers had their ult charged for multiple rounds, waiting for a time that they could use it. Whereas now something is really coming into play. And that's the fact that the Cypher ult is only a six point ult, which yeah, is rare is, for yeah, a Sentinel or so, anyone who's not a duelist. Yeah. yeah. It's so underrated. Like I have like, say you get like a three K, maybe you get the plant down. You have like two thirds of your ult. Like it is insane. Yeah. How how much you can use your ult now as cipher and how good it is too. Yeah. So like, and yeah. also this maybe added it's not bonus. as like as good, but it you can the fact that you can use it so often makes it really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the added bonus of no time limit, so they don't know which body you've hit, so they don't know on the map realistically where you are. True. Which is really nice. Like to be honest, as a cipher, when you had like the 15 second cooldown, they knew where you were. Like, they know yeah, true, which right, part yeah. of the Cypher is on, mm-hmm. and then they can just play around that. You, like, they can go the other side. Of course, you could have your util set up at the other side, but not really the case. You usually want to play off your util and not get others to play off because you can't trust teammates. Woo! Yeah, very true, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, but it, I guess if you've gotten a couple of picks over the map, then it opens up the options for where you could be. Yeah, your team has gotten now, a couple of picks. There's no yeah. time restriction. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it gives so much map info because you have everyone pinged on your minimap. So, once you cipher ult, you just look at the minimap and see where they're not and where you can take space. And then you just control the map. Yeah, and the big thing is you can start taking that space, and then if the second ping shows, oh, they're going somewhere different, you can then adjust. Right here. Yeah. They're coming coming here, or they're just going to the next site, or, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah re-rotating i guess so yeah i'd written that topic down before i before i realized we were having a cypher main coming on this podcast so it's it's pretty cool that that worked out <laughs> yeah yeah giving your yeah. boy some love buffs, yeah the buffs for the tripwires are just insane too because now there's so many like spots that you can put them that people don't expect mm. i remember i put one oh, i was playing ascent b and you know the little lantern that every viper main and their mom just puts their orb on yeah, like ascent, B ascent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the entry, like into the entrance. You can put a cipher trip on the. Well, like this is not technically part of the buffs, but you can put a cipher trip on the bottom of that and just have it like going straight up and down, and everyone walks through it. It's so. That's <laughs> fun. It's just like I, I just show my teammates like that's never going to work, and then they just see them get pinged, and they've got the little lion up and down <laughs> either side. <laughs> they're like, how the hell does that work? So there's really weird and trips everyone... that people don't look for. Just run yeah, yeah. You, can, you can literally just chuck trips like literally anywhere, and you'd like you might get one or two kills. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. the The trap wires is definitely a huge buff as well. 
I'm excited to see Cass play play Cipher and see if he comes up with any oh yeah cool oh, get, setups. Get me in the game, please. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll be his coach. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to yeah. get you in a custom with him to uh, to teach oh, yeah. him some setups or something. <laughs> yeah, he might actually be receptive to that. He said he's looking forward to making some uh you know cool Cipher setups and learning some existing ones. Yeah, yeah. So that about wraps up what uh. I had for today. Does anyone else have any closing thoughts, particularly Arctic as your time with us dwindles? Um, go put your stuff in agent ideas. I don't care if they're yes. bad. Just, just go like <laughs> do something with it. I like, it doesn't matter if you've got like a completely non-original idea, like put a, like, I don't know, massive hammer in the game that does like 3000 damage. Oh yeah, <laughs> make four an agent. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just yeah. do any. It's creative expression. Just go and have fun with it. You know. Yeah, and I'll even throw in there. Maybe if you're looking for a place to start, um, that there all the agent roles have six agents except for sentinels, which have five. So if you want to think about, if you want to create a sentinel, then you can see how it compares to the next agent that gets revealed because that will probably be a sentinel. So. Yeah, see if they steal any of your ideas from the Discord yeah. and put it in the next sentinel. True, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, new, new agent dropping soon. Light-themed damage. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, All right, man. perfect. Let's go. Thank you so much, Arctic. Yeah, it was good yeah. to hear and actually recap a couple of those ones that um, that you posted a, a bit ago. Um, actually get to discuss them. For sure, for sure. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's been, um, been a pleasure. Yeah. So, Arctic, we will drink with you later.